Hi, Lloyd. A little slow tonight, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, Mr. Torrance. What will it be? I'm awfully glad you asked me that, Lloyd. Because I just happen to have two 20s and two 10s right here in my wallet. I was afraid they were going to be there till next April. So here's what. You slip me a bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. You can do that, can't you, Lloyd? You're not too busy, are you? <laughs> no, sir. Not busy at all. Good man. You set him up and I'll knock him back, Lloyd. One by one. Today is Sunday, April 15th. Cheers, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Bourbon and Branch Flask Size. Dr. Evil, while you were frozen, we began a program to clone you. Cool. Send in the clone! Huh? He is exactly like you in every way. Except one-eighth your size. Breathtaking. I shall call him... Mini-Me. Now, please enjoy this miniaturized account of the legend behind OGD-114. The world of bourbon has an OG, and his name is Basil. Well, actually his name is Meredith. But we all know that an OG can't go by Meredith. Meredith made damn good whiskey for his homeboys in Maryland, though, but never got true respect in the Chesapeake Bay State. So late in the 18th century, he recruited 25 of his most loyal homies and set up shop in bluegrass country. Once he claimed his turf near what today is Bardstown, Kentucky, he broke all the unwritten rules with his high-rye mash bill, which added some spice to the old establishment who had gone soft and sweet. These sugary-loving Puritans weren't happy, but the masses who wanted a little more bite from their bourbon were. And at that moment, a legend was born. Basil, don't call me Meredith Hayden. Some of you might think that Basil Hayden Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey was the epitome of Hayden's craft. However, Basil was also known by another moniker. Within his innermost circle, he was known as the Old Granddad. And along with that sign of respect came a special bourbon with more flavor, more spice, and more punch. That fine Kentucky spirit is called Old Granddad 114. And today it will be the delicious boozy snack I'll be reviewing. But first, it's time for a bourbon and branch mishmash. Who thought walking could be so difficult? Well, I'm sure everyone else is having trouble too. Did you know, in the Friends episode, the one with the girl from Poughkeepsie, a co-worker says he will give Chandler some Basil Hayden's if he will set him up with Rachel, and Chandler has no idea what it is. The Fountains of Wayne song, Red Dragon Tattoo, from the album Utopia Parkway, features the line, Drink down a lot of Basil Hayden, get kicked out when I can't see straight. Basil Hayden's whiskey 
presumably the old granddad variety, first bottled in 1840, is mentioned at various times on the HBO series Deadwood as a high-class brand of bourbon served at Leche Ami, and the preferred drink of Francis Wolcott. The Madam Joni Stubbs breaks a bottle over his head during the episode Childish Things. In the 2011 James Bond novel by Jeffrey Deaver, Carte Blanche, Bond's bourbon of choice at his flat is Basil Hayden's. In Season 5, Episode 3 of the Netflix series House of Cards, Chief of Staff Doug Stamper enters a dive bar and asks the bartender for Basil Hayden's double, neat, on Election Day Eve. The bartender responds that he doesn't carry such high-end liquor. George Thorogood references Old Granddad Whiskey in his song I Drink Alone in the lyrics, The only one who will hang out with me is my dear old granddad. Yeah, my whole family done give up on me And it makes me feel oh so bad The only one who will hang out with me Is my dear old granddad And we drink alone On that note, it's a good time to share a little something from a guy who, like me, enjoys bourbon and just happens to host a terrific travel-related podcast. So without further ado, here's Adam from the Travel Fanboy Podcast. Hello, bourbon brothers and sisters. This is Adam from the Travel Fanboy Podcast. I know you're enjoying this show as much as I am, so I'll keep it brief. If you're looking to travel for less and hear about some fun things to do, in your favorite cities, then my show may be one that you enjoy. I discuss how to maximize value with travel loyalty programs, showing you how to travel better on a modest budget, and I explore great places to eat, drink, and play at popular tourist spots around the country. I hope you'll check it out and let me know what you think. Until then, thank you, Sean, and your great listeners for letting me invade your airspace uh, just for a moment here. I'm currently enjoying a dram of High West American Prairie as I record this, so it's probably best that I get back to it. Cheers, everyone. Thank you, Adam, for being a part of Bourbon and Branch. I can't wait to sit down and discuss bourbon and travel with you, two of my favorite things. And I encourage everyone to subscribe, listen, and give a five-star rating to the Travel Fanboy Podcast. Now back to the show. The Hayden family's first commercial distillery was created in 1840, and the whiskey has been in production since that time, despite several changes of ownership. In 1899, Old Granddad was sold to the Wathen family, whose broad interest in the whiskey business later formed the American Medicinal Spirits Company and the foundations of National Distillers Group. During Prohibition, the company produced medicinal whiskey for sick, blind, and lame patients. National Distillers had facilities in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Frankfort, Kentucky, and also produced Old Crow, Old Overholt, and Old Taylor. In 1987, National Distillers Group sold the spirits business to the Fortune Brands Holding Company, which became Beam Incorporated. Take it from me and stock up on Old Granddad 114, while it's still available in one of the best values in bourbon. About one year ago, Beam Centauri seriously considered discontinuing the deliciously affordable boozy snack. Shipping was even stopped for a bit because the supply was getting alarmingly low. The number crunchers couldn't conceive selling such a high-quality bourbon at such a low price. Fortunately, cooler heads prevailed and shipments resumed, but all good things must come to an end, right? Don't be surprised if, once again, the accountants decide that the math doesn't add up and OGD 114 disappears from liquor store shelves. It's also a real possibility that this premium juice being sold at non-premium prices suddenly gets marked up to the $50 to $75 range instead of that sweet $30 a bottle spot so near and dear to all of us bargain bourbon hunters. Either way, 
Old Granddad 114 is one of the best bang for the buck bourbons you will find. So buy yourself a case and stash it away for a rainy day. So now that I've given everyone a Bourbon and Branch exclusive insider's tip, I'll reward myself with this week's boozy snack review. Delicious bourbon, brownest of the brown liquors. So tempting. What's that? You want me to drink you, but I'm in the middle of a trial. Excuse me. Hello, David. I'm really tempted. Just take it one day at a time and know that I love you. I love you too, man. Now for a bit of the good stuff. Old Granddad 114, in my humble opinion, is the best of the bourbons I put in the Basil Hayden category. That includes the namesake bourbon that usually costs twice as much. So I'm telling you right now, if you have access to OGD 114, then take a pass on the fancier looking bottle of Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon and grab the Granddad. You'll thank me later, so now let's get to the specifics. Old Granddad 114 Kentucky Straight Bourbon is distilled by Jim Beam. The mash bill is 63% corn, 27% rye, and 10% malted barley. It's aged six years before bottling, and the ABV is 57% alcohol, otherwise known as 114 proof. So I've poured the Old Granddad 114 into my glass, and I've let it sit for about five minutes, which I highly recommend because it will help open up the flavors and the aromas of this delicious bourbon. On the eye, it's a beautiful dark copper color, and I'll be sampling this neat from my Glencairn glass. So let's see what we get on the nose. Oh man, this smells great. Lots going on here, folks. Notes of dark fruit, some caramels there for sure, sweet baking spice, you get the vanilla. I also get a savory spice like pepper. There's also some oak and a maple sweet undertone. Hmm. The only thing missing is perhaps some leather or tobacco to complete the balance of all these great aromas. So now let's give it a taste and see if all these great aromas translate to the palate. Wow. Actually, the flavor has more going on than the aroma. And it's just as pleasing. Right away, I get some oak, followed by caramel and dark cherries or, or other dark fruits. I'm also getting some notes of leather, a bit of hay, and then there's that pepper flavor again, that savory, sort of that heat from, the, from a white pepper. I also get the baking spices. They start to slip in and balance out the, the sweetness. There's also a slight but nice vanilla note that the complexity of this bourbon is wonderful. If I didn't know this was a $25 to $30 bottle of bourbon, I would swear this was something you got high-end at around $75 to $100. That's how complex and tasty it is. So let me take another sip and try to get a better feel for the finish of this bourbon. Mm. The finish is long but pleasant. There's still so much going on. It definitely shows its proof, but the heat is nice. Not burning. The oak, caramel, and vanilla linger, and it's really nice. Um, the balance in the body 
the balance body and fill the bourbon. The nose and the flavor are almost but not quite in sync. It's not an issue because the taste is so good. It's got a nice finish that rounds it out. I'd say it's, you know, it's it's full-bodied but not syrupy and a warm, not burning mouthfeel round out this rich, tasty bourbon. I really, really, really enjoy OGD 114. Overall, I'd say OGD 114 is splendid, and if the nose and taste were in complete symmetry, it could easily fetch, like I said, $75, $100 a bottle. Nonetheless, don't let that minor detail keep you away from one of the best bargains in all of bourbon. So let's finish up the Boozy Snack Review with some grades. Welcome to Remedial Science 1A. My uh, wife recently passed away. I thought teaching might ease my loneliness. Will this be on the test? No. Oh. So, on taste, it's got to be an A. And if it had just a bit more symmetry between the nose and the palate, I'd give it an A+, definitely. The value is definitely an A+. At $25, $35 for such a complex and tasty bourbon is like taking candy from a baby. Now, the availability is where it gets a bit sketchy. I've seen it pop up recently in Texas, where I live, and other you know parts of the state. And I ran across it on trips throughout Arkansas and Missouri recently. But I can attest to other markets. So for that reason, along with the recent postponing of OGD 114, I'll go with a grade of B. So that gives OGD 114 a solid B plus in my opinion. It could easily fetch an A to an A plus, And there's only a couple of things keeping it from reaching that level of, of just an exquisite high-end bourbon, an A plus type bourbon. I think if the... The aroma, the nose, and the palate were in complete sync, and if there was more, I guess the availability factor was a little more well-known, then it definitely would be an A-plus bourbon, an A to an A-plus bourbon. But for now, I'll stick to my grade of a B-plus. I hope they keep making it. It doesn't get postponed or canceled altogether, and if they keep making it, I hope they keep selling it for $25 to $30 a bottle because, like I said before, OGD 114 is probably one of the best bargains in bourbon right now. If you can grab it, get it while you can. It's great bourbon, and I highly recommend this tasty, tasty, boozy snack. So now it's time to turn out the lights on this boozy snack party with a few shout-outs and a few parting shots. Turn out the lights. The party's over. <laughs> they say that all good things must end. Call it a night, the party's over, and tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again. As always, I'll finish with a little love for some of my fellow podcasters who inspire me on this fantastic boozy voyage. Subscribe and listen to Tony and Jason at the Vice Lounge Online, Julian, Shane, and Eric at Vegas Confessions, Chris at Faces and Aces Las Vegas, Stu at Bonkers for Bourbon, Juliet at the Unwritable Rant, and DJ Mo Casaggio at Vegas Unce. And as always, please do me the honor of 
subscribing, listening, and following Bourbon and Branch on your favorite podcasting platform. A five-star review would also be nice, and who knows, it might get you a boozy snack in the future. You should also be following me on Twitter. That's Burb and Branch Pod, B-O-U-R-B, the letter N, Branch Pod. You can also find me on Instagram at Burb and Branch, B-O-U-R-B-A-N-D Branch on Instagram. You can also join our Facebook group, Bourbon and Branch Podcast. Also, please send me some feedback. I want to know what your favorite bourbon is, what you're drinking right now, how you feel about the show. Send me some reviews of the things that you're, you enjoy bourbon-wise. And you can find me at Bourbon and Branch Podcast at gmail.com. I'll end this as always by saying don't forget, there's no wrong way to drink bourbon as long as it's sharing laughs and pours with friends and family. Cheers, everyone.